This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is useful. Welcome to Equity Mates Investing, the podcast where we explore what's possible in the world of investing. My name is Bryce, and today we're back in the studio for the first time in 2024, going through our bold predictions and stock of the year. And as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you? I'm very good, Bryce. Good to be here. We have completely revamped our studio, <laughs> yeah. so it feels strange. It does. Um, if people want to watch on YouTube or on Instagram or TikTok, they'll see it. We've got these armchairs. Yeah. Um, we're going hard on YouTube this year. Yeah, so yeah. come join We're us. We're going to try and go hard on YouTube. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, if you hear a different vibe, uh, it's because we're in a different setup. Because we're in armchairs. Yeah, we've also got laptops on our knees, which isn't yeah. ideal. But anyway. We've got some work to do. Work in progress. Yes. All um, right, today. It's middle of February and we're back for the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, admittedly doing bold predictions and stock of the year when we're, what, six weeks into it. Markets are ripping. There's a lot going on. Mm, mm. Um, so we're going to have to kind of work around that with our bold predictions, but uh, keen to get into it. However... There's some bigger news than what's going on in markets. You had a huge summer. Yep. yep. Talk us through it. Uh, NVIDIA is <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, no, so I got engaged. Congratulations. Thank you. Very Thank exciting. You. Yeah, very exciting. Um, yeah, Alice and I getting married in December. Yeah, locked in. Yeah, yeah. Locked well, and save the dates need to go out. Yes. So... But you've planned most of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got it all sorted. Yeah. Music was music was the big headache, but we got there. What'd you end up deciding? Uh, there was a strong push towards DJ, <laughs> but then we've come right back around and we're going band. Nice. Yeah, yeah, nice, yeah. nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Well, um, congratulations. That's very exciting. And moved in. Uh, moved house. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Settled and moved. So it's all happening. Yeah. Life got very real. Yeah. You've also moved into your place. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Had a big summer of DIY. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bunnings number one customer. <laughs> yes. I reckon I've been there 25 times in the last six to eight weeks. Nice. Yeah. Um, Harriet, my wife as well, is now fully confident on where everything is. We've got the app. Because <laughs> <Yes, okay. laughs> it can be super overwhelming when you go in. Definitely. Looking for yeah, like yeah, one yeah. thing yeah. and there's like 75 aisles. Yeah. Uh, but once you get the hang of it, man, they literally have everything. I love that place. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah. yeah. So um, I spent my summer building 
things, nice. trying to, buying tools, yep. getting a toolbox. <laughs> well, we, we went we had a, we went to a concert over summer and Bryce had everyone round to his place to uh, show them the house and to have some pre-drinks before we went. And you had built two benches. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. And like you painted the courtyard. It was really nice. But then at one stage, one of the benches falls over. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Luckily, no one's sitting on it. I think they were. Oh, that, was yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> that was the issue. I think what, so what had happened was I'd looked up the dimensions for a bench seat and thought when I started building it, I thought that seems too big. And so I cut it back to what I thought looked like a good bench mm. size. And in hindsight, I should have stuck with regulation bench size because yeah. it's too unstable. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, anyway a bit of work to do. Nonetheless. But, you know, I love that you're entering your handyman era. Yes, yeah, yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah. So good uh, good summer for both of us. Long summer, very self-indulgent summer series. Yeah. And we come back and a lot is happening yeah. in the world of the stock market as well. Yeah, well, it feels like there's a lot more uh, confidence in the air compared to where we left it at the end of last year. I think particularly here in Australia, I mean, I mean the US um, leading into last year was sort of pretty good inflation news, but um, it feels like the, the vibe here in Australia is, is turning a little. You were hearing my bold predictions, what I think about that, okay. but it feels okay. like overall, you know, consumer sentiment, markets are pricing in rate cuts, like there's a, there's a bit of a confident air for 2024. Yes, yes. So if people only get their investing news from equity mates, which <laughs> I'm not sure is a good decision, but, um, you know. We back it. The S&P 500 over in the States is up like 5 or 6% already for 2024. Um, so that's been a pretty incredible start to the year, really just driven by the big tech stocks, mm. except for Tesla. Tesla's fallen off, but the other big tech stocks are all doing incredibly well, led by NVIDIA. So that's the story over in the States. Here in Australia, we're pretty flat to start the year, but... It feels like, yeah, as you said, there's some positive sentiment or some green shoots, I guess. Mm. But yeah, the big story that we saw last week is American inflation is coming down. Mm -hmm. The 12 months to January, 3.1%. And to put that into context, the, uh, the Fed or most central banks globally have a target inflation rate of between 2 and 3%. Yeah, and so we're almost back in the target range. That 3.1% was down from 3.4% in the 12 months to December, so heading in the right direction, but more importantly, was down from about 9% a bit over a year ago. Yeah. Sounds like a good news, doesn't it? Sounds like great news. Yeah, but the market freaked out. <laughs> market, the uh, US market fell 1.5%. There were terrible headlines. What's going on? Well, this is going to be a story that plays out across this year, I think. Markets have priced in pretty aggressive rate cuts yeah. for both the Fed and the RBA to the to the tune of I think up to six rate cuts yeah. that the market is pricing in in America this year. Now the Fed themselves have indicated it's likely to be about three. So if it's anything less than six, the markets are obviously going to you know react unfavorably to any news that is outside of that you know, we're going to get six rate cuts this year. Yeah. So this year is all going to be, it's going to be about expectations. The, the reason that the market fell when there was nominally good news is because the, uh, the expectation was 2.9% inflation and it came in at 3.1%. Mm. So even though it's heading down, even though the trend is good, because expectations were for even better news, yeah. 
everything Gone. fell. Yeah. And so I think that's what we're going to be in for this year. Like everyone is thinking that we're out of the woods and things are good and there's going to be a heap of rate cuts and everything's going to be back. And like if the economy doesn't do that, yeah, then the expectations are going to be ahead of yeah. the reality. Yeah. So, yeah. I do like though what the RBA is doing. I don't – they're not as um, – well, I think they're keeping a bit of a, a, a tight lip around what their actions are going to be this year. And mm. I think that's the right decision. I So about uh, like September last year, I said, I've got a big call. There's not going to be any rate cuts in 2024. Mm. Every economist around the world thinks I'm wrong at this point. And I probably am. I have a habit of doing it. Uh, but I just don't think it's going to be as many rate cuts as people think. Like, when you get in the target band, that's not when you start cutting rates. Yeah. You start cutting rates when you go below the target band and you want to stimulate the economy. Yeah. Now, maybe we have a recession. Maybe consumer spending really does fall this year and we need the RBA to start stimulating the economy. Maybe that probably does happen and then we see some rate cuts. Or we see inflation in the target band, the economy keeps ticking along, unemployment doesn't fall precipitously, consumer spending is okay and this year is a bit of a holding pattern year Mm. and we don't see too many rate cuts or rate rises and we just sort of see that everything is sort of coming back to where it should be. Mm. I kind of think it's going to be the latter. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's use that as a, a, a point to move to bold predictions, Ren, because um, I'm sure of a lot of this conversation will continue. But before we do, we just want to give you a bit of an update on how Equity Mates is going to change for, for the coming year and what to expect in your feed. Because we've done a lot of work over the last sort of six months on figuring out what you guys really like listening to. The community survey is live where we're getting feedback from you guys as well. And we're going to be releasing more episodes, but each with a bit of a different thematic over a week period. Yeah. So uh, last year we we were releasing three episodes a week. We're moving to four episodes a week. We're going to, the schedule is going to be on Monday, you and I are going to chat about what's going on. And then on Tuesday, we're going to have an interview uh, with an advisor or an expert, or we're going to be doing a buy or sell episode. Adam Keeley will be jumping behind the mic. And then on Thursday, we're going to do another episode where you and I chat about what's going on in markets. Then on Friday, we will have another interview. Yes. Yeah. So, so more of Ren and I, yes. more Ask an Advisor, more Buy or Sell. Just more. Just more. Yeah, but more of what we know you guys are really enjoying. So please keep the feedback coming in. Well, and that's a perfect segue to <laughs> if you have feedback on that structure, if you have thoughts on what we should be doing, what content you want to hear, what content you don't want to hear, the community survey is uh, live now. The link is in the show notes or across all of our socials. This is your chance to tell us what you want and what you don't want for the year ahead. So please jump in and let us know. Oh, you also have a chance to win 500 bucks uh, <laughs> if you complete the survey. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, with that, uh, let's take a deep breath and then get into our bold predictions. All right, Bryce. Well, we are seven years into the Equity Mates journey, and every year, uh, I know, I know. Far out. <laughs> uh, and every year we start the year with bold predictions. It seems to be a staple in the finance media industry. Everyone makes their predictions for the year ahead. Most people make them at the start of January. We're doing them midway <laughs> through February. <laughs> um, and they, we want these to be bold. Like we don't. If you get all your predictions right you haven't been bold enough. That's the the rule of thumb here. So 
With that in mind, uh, we've got five categories of predictions this year and we're each going to make one prediction in each category. So the categories are macro, Aussie stocks, international stocks, weird and wonderful, and then as tradition dictates, we always finish with an AFL prediction. (laughs) So let's get into it and let's start with the macro It's been the big theme in 2022 and 2023, inflation, interest rates, what's happening in the macro economy. What's your prediction for 2024? Wow. Okay. So I like that you set it up with it needs to be bold because this one one is very low probability, but bold nonetheless. The headline that we will read is the markets have priced in hope rather than reality and the RBA can't tame inflation. Talk is cheap. We have another rate rise in 2024. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I I think, and <laughs> there's a little bit behind this, I still think the, a lot of the effects of the rate rises are going to come through. Now, that should obviously ease demand, but if you look in where inflation is still very sticky, there's still huge levels of demand and not enough supply. Services, housing, um, those are probably the two majors. Mm. Uh, fuel is coming down, but I think that we are not in the same position that we are where the, the US is, which is close to a band of two to three percent. We're still in the fours, and the US had a five in front of their interest rates. Yeah, we're at at its peak, and so there's an argument that yes, we are slowly coming down, but is it going to be fast enough? Will the RBA have the patience? And will they be able to withstand political pressure? We need to go up yeah. again to for them to then get to the point where we're on the same trajectory that the US is getting to. Nice. Yeah. Love it. All right. So my bold prediction in the macro space, Aussie house prices fell 4.9% in 2022. This is according to CoreLogic's National Home Value Index. Okay. Fell 4.9% in 2022 and then rose 8.1% in 2023. Okay. My bold prediction is 2024 will see house prices rise more than 2023. So more than 8%. 8.1%. Wow. Yeah. Well, here's a stat for you. There was a house around the corner from us, actually on the same street down the road, four bedroom, it had all been renovated and everything. And I I think this was a tactic from the the real estate agent, but he put it up for 2.2, which was just ridiculous. It just went for 3.6. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so, like, yeah, the, I, and the auction was huge. Yeah. And I can say this now as a uh, <laughs> homeowner, it's unsustainable and it's it's a bubble and then it, there's the political pressure is growing. Something yeah. has got to change. Yeah. Yeah. Will it, though? I don't we know. say this every year. There's a bit of pressure around negative gearing, but it's like you're going to lose the election if you- if you mess with house prices. Definitely, yeah. definitely. I saw on the news the other day that Sydney, like the 30 to 40 bracket, 30 to 40 year olds leaving in droves. Yeah. Can't, can't, can't just yeah. need to leave. Yeah. It's crazy. All right. Well, that is a conversation that we will have throughout the year, but they mm. are our predictions. Let's move to Aussie stocks. Mm. What are you predicting for 2024? So there's been a 90% drop in the lithium price in the last 12 Jeez. months. 90? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, 90% drop in the lithium price okay. in the last 12 months. And just like, you know, it, it happens in 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 commodities and resources. When prices of commodities are high, everyone goes out and starts 
but building mines and there are now a lot of mines that are absolutely in trouble yeah a lot to the tune of uh some of the big players coming out asking for government bailouts mm. to support these so my prediction is that there's going to be a lot we know that gina reinhardt's sniffing around she's also significantly underwater on her bids for lion town right. yeah, she was yeah. buying at three bucks it's now a dollar mm. so she's lost 60 percent on that or whatever it is yeah and we know that some of the big pl international players were sniffing around last year trying to buy. I reckon this year we're going to finally see a couple of major transactions or a roll-up of a lot of the small-time players in lithium. Yep. And uh, potentially Gina will be involved in that. I think definitely Gina will be involved in that. <laughs> That's not the bold part of the prediction, but love it. Nice one. All right. So for me, I am going to talk about another struggling part of the Aussie market, and okay. that is free-to-air TV. Okay. The business model is just struggling. Yeah. Uh, Seven West had their um, report recently, and they just show how much advertising revenue has left the free-to-air space. We've got three major networks here. We've got Nine owned by Nine, Seven owned by Seven West, and then uh, Channel 10 owned by American giant CBS. Uh, my prediction is we have a major transaction with at least one of the three free-to-air TV networks. It's not particularly bold because there's a lot of speculation that CBS is going to just cut 10. Yeah. The bold prediction is we see a major transaction with two of the three. Oh, wow. Okay. Because, <laughs> yeah, and Channel that, 10's playing, kind of playing out now. Yeah, and that transaction isn't necessarily just a sale. Yeah. But it's yeah. like these are, these are still valuable assets. Yeah. But like they're deleveraging quickly, yeah. their cost base are too high for the amount of money they're bringing in. There's gonna need to be some restructures there. Yeah. yeah. Do you double down and say the same for ra radio? Radio seems to be doing a little bit better than free to air TV. There's At least still some a lot of, of movement though, isn't yeah, there? Well, like, yeah. ARN's ARN. ARN wants the to, other register or yeah. whichever way that happened. Yeah. 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 Okay. So um, Channel Seven. 10 and Channel Nine yeah. between the three, two major transactions. Yeah. yeah. Of some description. Yeah. At <laughs> least one. At least one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move to the international stocks. Oh, okay. Where are you going to take us in the world and what have you got? Okay, so I had this one down at the end of last year or over summer and it's kind of playing out, but I'm just going to stick with it and maybe I'm going to juice it a bit to make it interesting. But it's the race to one trillion between Eli and Novo Nordisk. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Eli Lilly and Novo Nordisk. At the time that I did this, and so both huge pharmaceutical companies, both in the game of the weight loss drugs. Well, so Novo Nordisk purely in that game really with um, Azempic and Wagovi and yeah. now they're the largest company in Europe. Eli Lilly does have their weight loss drugs, but they also have a portfolio of other pharmaceuticals yes. and like some really interesting cutting edge stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And they're kind of outperforming Novo at the moment, um, but Novo are on a bit of a tear buying up, um, I think, injection facilities so that they can keep up with the demand for production. Okay. But anyway, the bold prediction is that they both hit a trillion dollar market cap by the end of the year. Yep. I could go far as to say, Eli, if, this, if we want to go bold, gets to 1.5. When I wrote this, Eli was at a $600 billion market cap. Mm. It's now 700, almost 720 billion. Yep. So it's not 
in the grand scheme of things, far off a trill. Oh, I mean, it's still, it would still be a big year for them. <laughs> well, yeah, it'd need to grow by sort of 40-odd percent. Yeah, from here. From here, yeah. yeah. That's they're, not they're, unreasonable. Over the last 12 months, they're up like 120%. Yeah, I just look at what happened with NVIDIA and if, they, if you get in these constant upgrade earnings cycles, yeah. the market just eats yeah. it up. And if, if these if guys this, keep coming out quarter If these GLP-1 drugs have other- use cases as well yeah or they just become more accessible and the like you can see that these companies over the course of it yeah Yeah, so bold prediction eli Lilly, and nova nordis both with a trillion dollar market cap by the end of the year to put that in perspective nova nordis does almost need to double um but eli Lilly has a little Mm. less to go so let's go eli Lilly 1.5 wow okay (laughs) love it i mean they're both they've both them and pfizer all three have different stages of clinical trials to have uh, like oral versions of the drug. So oh, right wow. now it's all injectable. Injection, yeah. And if it was like tablets instead, yeah. it makes it more accessible, probably makes it cheaper. Just less, uh, yeah, more also- in, more in, Less invasive. Invasive, yeah. yeah. Just the thought of giving yourself an injection is just kind of like- mm. And I do own Novo Nordisk. I, sh- I should point that out. I own both of them. Oh, nice. That's the beauty of being an investor. You don't have to pick a side. You <laughs> yeah. can choose all sides. Yeah. All right, my international prediction- Uh, I'm going to take you to stay in America and take you to Disney. So Bob Iger is back. And if you've read Ride of a Lifetime and followed Disney, he made his bones with acquisitions. Marvel, Lucasfilms and 21st Century Fox. My bold prediction is his second act will be marked by the opposite, sales. The prediction is a major division gets sold in 2024. Now, the obvious one is ESPN, but I actually... Like they're moving into sports, sports betting, yeah. uh, but people thought they were doing that to fatten the pig before sale. Is that uh-huh, the same? Uh-huh. Um, but they've recently announced this uh, big deal with Warner Discovery and one of the other networks, CBS or TNT, one of the big ones. Um, oh, no, no. Fox, Warner Discovery and ESPN, ESPN yeah. are now doing a combined sports streaming service. So we'll see what happens there. So ESPN is one, but I think less obviously the linear TV business uh, or the cable, like the cable business or the whole company gets sold to a tech giant. (laughs) Wow. So Disney, there's a major sale. A lot of my predictions are around sales in 2024. I can't see the sale of the whole company, but that's the point of a bold prediction. Yeah, like Apple, Amazon. Like you, you think about Disney at like, you know, a few hundred billion, like it's a massive company. But is it the scale that it needs to be to compete in this quickly rationalizing new era of mm. TV? Mm. Yeah. You like, you know, like Apple buys them, all of a sudden Apple TV is the number one Disney. streaming service. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so anyway. it's a sale of some description. Yeah. Whole or assets. Yeah. Bob Iger's second act will be marked by. By selling yeah <laughs> okay nice all right we've got two categories to go yeah weird and wonderful weird and wonderful this is a quick one elon loses the plot <laughs> which is already happening, happening. Yeah. <laughs> but i think um is no longer at tesla and because of that all the diehard elon fans get out of tesla and it halves in value interesting yeah it could all almost be good for tesla car sales to have like a steady Focused. car like someone who's done like 30 years yeah, of bringing the gm guy yeah, or, yeah, yeah 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 okay yeah. so yeah he's um anyway enough said yeah yeah great yeah uh my weird and wonderful i actually don't think this is that bold but i think it will happen 
one of Trump or Biden has to pull out of the race due to health challenges before election day. Okay. Yeah. There's a, I didn't, yeah, there's a lot coming out about Trump and his health at the moment. Like obviously Biden's been, it's, but, yeah, 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 it's starting to creep in a bit more with, with Trump's, but oh, just anyway, I'm not going to be, I'm not, this isn't a political podcast. Mm, mm. So who replaces either of them if one pulls out? I reckon there's a few on the Democratic side. You've got uh, Kamala, obviously, but then Gavin Newsom or Gretchen Whitmer, probably the names to watch. Republican side, who knows? Yeah. Nikki Haley, maybe, but probably Meatball Ron. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, the thing is his favourables in the MAGA community are still really high. Right. They like him. They just prefer So Trump. if you pull out of the race, you can come back in. Uh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. yeah well, right. the thing is now because, like, delegates have started yeah, being allocated, yeah. it probably will have to be the convention. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. One to watch. Now, finally, Bryce, uh, the last category that we always finish with is AFL. Yeah. So what's your prediction? I've got three, but I'm just going to go with one. I'm going to say Hawks make top eight. Don't think that's bold. Really? Yeah. They came third last. I know, they're young and they're pretty good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, nice. Kerner kicks over 90 goals. Okay, nice. Okay, you take both of them. <laughs> All right, All Melbourne right. doesn't make the eight. Who? Melbourne. Yeah, okay, I like that. Okay. <laughs> Too much turmoil over summer with, yeah, yeah, with yeah. Um, Clayton. Yeah, fair. Anyway, I'm st- sticking with Hawks make top eight. Cool. What have you got? Okay, so mine's got a bit of a preamble to it. Oh. So, <laughs> since uh, the Adelaide Crows topped the ladder and made the grand final in 2017, their crosstown rival Port Adelaide has finished above them on the ladder every year. Mm-hmm. So some years they've both been right at the tippy top. Other years they've been, uh, neither of them have made the eight. But since Adelaide topped the ladder in 2017, Port have finished above them for six years straight. Okay. In 2024, that changes and Adelaide finish above Port Adelaide. Okay, nice. Adelaide were decent last year. Port are on fire, but they always kind of crumble when it comes yeah, to Port, the Yeah, Port always end. win the mid-season trophy. Yeah, like yeah. They're always good to start the year. Yeah. yeah. God, I can't wait for it to kick off. I it know, is coming pretty soon. Sydney looking very good with Brodie Grundy <laughs> and yeah, Taylor Adams. Yeah, big time, yeah. big time. Yeah. All right, well, those are the predictions. If you have a bold prediction, hit us up at, in our Facebook community. We'd love to hear from you. Join the conversation. Otherwise, we're going to take a very quick break and we'll be right back with our stock of the year. 
five years or yeah. thereabouts, uh, Ren and I each pitch a stock at the start of the year to go head to head to see whose stock will finish on top at the end. Ren finally took the crown at the end of last year yeah, my, after I, three years of t- t- struggle. I used to be the kiss of death. My companies <laughs> would halve in value. Is this the Adelaide Port Adelaide? Um, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll see how we go this year. Was that just an anomaly? Why don't you kick us off? Okay. I, I, we should say before we get started, this isn't financial advice. Mm. We don't know your personal circumstances. Um you know, do your own research, get professional advice if you need it. That We're just talking about these stocks for education and entertainment purposes only. Yeah. Now, obviously, based on bold predictions, there are a couple of stocks that I think are decent, Eli Lilly and, and co. But I thought I'd – I really found, found this one interesting. This is a company that I've used a fair bit over the last 12 months and uh, you may have as well. And I've found it super impressive no matter where I am in the world. It's a company called Booking Holdings. The ticker is BKNG and it's listed on the NASDAQ. And it is a powerhouse in the travel industry. Okay, yeah. hit me with it. So it's a travel industry conglomerate and an absolute gorilla. It has a bunch of brands under its umbrella. It yep. started in 1996, I guess as a holding company, and in 19, with a company called Priceline. And the, the idea of Priceline was that you could go on and bid your price for what you wanted to pay for a travel service, which just started, you know, was obviously a, a pretty in- innovative at the time. Never heard of it. Yeah, me either. I actually thought Priceline, the, the chemist. Pharmacy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's a weird place to start. <laughs> Since then, it's been a story of acquisitions. 2005, they bought Booking.com. In 2007, they bought Agoda.com. 2013, Kayak.com. 2014, Open Table. 2017, Mamondo, the nice. flight. Yeah, that, That's my go-to for flight Same. still. Yeah. yeah, love it. And then in 2018, Hotels Combined. So the story's been acquisition and they – now have a number of business offerings within the travel industry. But I just want to put some stats to how big they are in this industry. Airbnb had a total of 349 million nights booked in 2023. Mm-hmm. Booking uh, and experiences. Booking um, holdings had 850 million nights booked. Wow. Okay. So, so like almost, two and a half times bigger. Yeah. yeah. It has 555 million monthly website hits. Wow. Okay. Compared to Airbnb's 83. Yep. It has 41% share of online travel agency gross bookings okay. in 2022. So, an incredibly strong agency network. And last year they booked 62 million car rentals, 23 million airplane tickets, and as I said, 896 million rooms of accommodation. Nice. So it is massive. Yeah. And it it's not just accommodation. So they have Booking.com, Agoda, and sort of rental cars for accommodation and experiences. But they also have uh, Kayak and Mamondo, which are these meta search companies that like aggregate yeah. other websites and give you like the opportunity to find the best prices. And they do experiences and activities with Open Table, which is that online reservation for you would, if you were to book anywhere in yeah. Sydney or whatever. Uh, and then Hotel Combines and Fair Harbour. So they've been absolutely whacked during COVID, as you can imagine, but they are roaring back to life. $17 billion in revenue in 2022, $20 billion in revenue in 2023, $8 billion profit last year, increasing earnings per share year on year. So this is a company that has low debt. They are a serious player in the market and um, 
and they're, I guess they're in this position at the moment where they're capturing market share and tra travel is rebounding and they are an absolute dominant force. Yeah, right. So the one sort of bear case I think I take with this is that they've run hard. They are at all-time highs right now. Yeah. So, you know, where does it go from here? I would be hoping that they are going to be going into an earnings upgrade cycle over the next 12 months. But if you're to choose, you know, those companies that are the best in its field and absolutely leading, then this is one of those companies, booking.com. I also actually reached out to Adam Schwab, who's the founder of Luxury Escapes and mm. a travel industry expert. And he said that um, they have huge scale benefit. He loves them as a company and is actually uh, hates competing against them just because of how powerful they are. Nice. Yeah. There you go. So something I do use, if you don't use it, check it out, nice. booking.com. That's yeah. good. I like that. Yeah. Okay, nice. Um, interesting one. We'll, we'll track how that goes. Yes. Uh, so the one that I am going to bring. So uh, for context, I was going to pitch Spotify. Okay. Um, I was, you know, I think now that they have uh, cleared the decks on their podcasting spend, I think their financials are going to look better, a lot better. And now that they're just going to become a podcasting platform rather than like trying to produce their own i think they can work on their podcasting ui and make it a better experience because i think that really holds them back from being an all-in-one audio app mm -hmm. i think they're going to have some success with audiobooks and obviously their music is just incredibly powerful mm. but the perils of doing this in mid-february is spotify is already up like 25 percent year to date and so wow. yeah it was a bit like that's great aren't we're, yeah where, yeah, where are we measuring it from and what happens from here? So I started thinking about what other industries I want to play and where else I want to go. And um, I'm doing an Australian company. So I guess the context here is America's love affair with gambling is growing. <laughs> yes. First, it was sports betting. That was the sort of last, maybe call it five years since it was started to be legalized. Now we're moving into the casino times. Uh, and a lot more states are allowing a lot more casinos. We saw Mark Cuban sell the majority stake in the Dallas Mavs recently to build a massive casino complex around the Mavs stadium. Like that's sort of where we're trending, uh, well, where the US is trending. And this Aussie company that I'm talking about is trying to ride that wave and they're literally about to start launching their products with new casinos in Michigan and expect it to expand into New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Okay. Forget the idea that casinos are only in Las Vegas. America is going hard. Uh, going hard. The company I don't think you will have heard of. I'm hoping I can bring a new one to the table. It's called Light and Wonder. Never heard of it. Yet. Okay. So ASX ticket LNW, it's also listed on the NASDAQ. It's a gambling company, so people can make up their own minds around ethical or unethical. Uh, and when I say gambling, I do mean uh, large exposure to slot machines. So yeah, they've got uh, their gaming division does slot machines, table games, shuffling machines, and casino management systems. So it's really trying to ride this casino wave. It's also got a eye gaming and uh, like a mobile games division, but like I think 64% of its revenue and 73% of its profit comes from casino gambling. So that's what we're talking about here. Nice. Now, why do I think it's an interesting company? So uh, up until April 2022, it was known as Scientific Games, uh, listed over in the States, based in Las Vegas. It was a roll-up. It had accumulated over $8 billion US dollars in debt 
and it started to really struggle under the weight of that debt between sort of mid to late 2021 and mid to late 2022 as interest rates started to go up its share price halved and its uh, interest bill rose to more than 600 million dollars it's it just couldn't service its debt and so it sold uh, the current ceo his quote was it was like a Frankenstein accumulation of assets. We were trying to be the best lottery company, the best sports company, the best content, and ultimately a huge amount of debt. So it was unsustainable. It wasn't going well. So the major shareholders decided to sell and they sold to a consortium of Australians nice. uh, led by former executives of Aristocrat Leisure, Tony Corsanos and Jamie O'Dell don't know either of them, <laughs> uh, but also backed by Aussie fund manager Caledonia. Oh, yeah. And so that's why it's now listed in Australia and uh, the US because it's become a very Australian-led company. And when I say Australian-led, I do mean Australian-led because one of the first things they did was poach about 80 of aristocrats staff. Oh, wow. So it's now uh, the lead. some of the investors are ex-aristocrat, the CEO is ex-aristocrat, and about 80 of the aristocrat staff have come across. Oh, wow. So then they did a strategic review of the business. They rebranded from scientific games to light and wonder. They sold the sports betting and lotteries businesses, and they used that to reduce debt. So it's gone from about $8.5 billion to about $3.5 billion, and they've really become a pure gaming company and like a casino gaming company. So why do I think it's interesting? Over the past 24 months, they've seen pretty remarkable market growth around uh, in America and Australia, but to just take Australia, market share has gone from 8% to 30% in Australia. So they're winning market share, but they're also looking at uh, I guess like different strategic partnerships. They've just signed a deal with Netflix to license a lot of Netflix's content into their gaming machines and stuff like that. And so you might start seeing, you know, like Squid Game slot machines and stuff like that. But then thirdly, and I think most compellingly is the le- like the legalization and rollout story really across the States. And if they can ride that way. Yeah, big time. Yeah huge addressable market yeah yeah so uh that's the company and and i think at its core it's also a turnaround story it's this company that was struggling and now they've really tried to rationalize what they're doing get new people in and what can they do it has already run a bit so um that's the name of the game could be priced in but uh, (laughs) i figured you know if i'm gonna lose stock of the year i'm gonna lose it with an interesting company that people haven't heard of. yeah it's good what was it light and light and wonder light and wonder Nice. All right. Well, we will take the performance from when we record, 15th of Feb, yep. and uh, baseline it from there. May the best man win. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Sounds good. Well, that brings us to the end of our first episode back for 2024. If you've enjoyed it, please, if you can rate and review in your podcast app, that, that would be much appreciated. And also come and join us in our Facebook community. But Ren, we'll leave it there. We'll be back on Thursday. It's good to be back. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives.
Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.